You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Doing really good. As we know, we've been uh, sort of counting down to fall camp. And as people hear this, how about this? The big fat 100 number, 100 days until fall camp begins, which I consider the start of football season. I know most people count down to the actual games, but hey, I think when practice starts, that's football season because uh, there's news every day. There's something to read about every day. And the NFL is uh, already playing preseason games. Yeah, and and really, I sort of dig preseason games. I know a lot of people don't. I kind of I kind of get a kick out of them. Now, when they're when I'm actually watching one, I, it's not as much fun as I envisioned. But uh, I kind of <laughs> dig them. So yeah, we can start there. Um, That's a great way to look at. So there's so many players. There's so many rookies. There's so many Alabama guys. I mean, we're all fascinated with getting our first looks at Devontae and Waddle and Mac and Sertan, you know, in their new uniforms. So. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I get super excited about those preseason games. Uh, Jimmy, so it's draft week. We'll have the draft in a couple of days, and there's so many news and notes out there about the draft, and we're so football-hungry. I mean, I think the world is football-hungry right now, or at least the nation is. So I, I guess we'll spend the next couple of podcasts talking about that. But just to knock a couple of quick hitters out of the way, first of all, Tennessee does get the transfer of Joe Milton from Michigan to Tennessee. Mm-hmm which I find to be, I mean, what a weird destination for him to go to. Um, why would you say, you know what, unless you're you're going to tell the world, hey, I want to go to a place with very little blocking, no running backs, and not many wide receivers just to prove how good I can be. Well, Joe Milton, hasn't, even though he was a very highly hyped recruit, uh, didn't exactly light it up at Michigan. So I'm not sure what his choices uh, that were available to him are. Uh, and it could be that he sees Tennessee as, hey, I can get on the field there. I can play there. Uh, maybe other schools that had offered him or, or he would have had the opportunity to attend, it would have been more of a backup situation. So I'm assuming he just saw Tennessee as a, as, as a, route, to a, a route to the field. Yeah, I mean that's that's the only thing you could look at Tennessee and go, I'm I'm dying to get there right now. I mean, maybe Josh Heupel is is Nick Saban part two, but I, I don't think so. And even the funnier part was um I was listening to one of the Sirius XM college shows today and they mentioned the Oklahoma spring game and talked about the uh, Tennessee transfer and Eric Gray who uh, running back who's gone to Oklahoma now and that he was really kicking ass and um, uh, there was another Tennessee transfer, I think, that on, on that team, maybe Wanya Morris. Um, anyway, they just talked about how, like, man, a lot of these Tennessee transfers are doing pretty well uh, as long as they get out of Knoxville. So I just well, I found that interesting. Man, you insisted, and it, it was true. I mean, until last fall when Tennessee had all those COVID issues, things were going pretty well. They, they were recruiting better. Now, they didn't go from – signing the you know 18th best class to signing the third best class it wasn't that transformation but Jeremy Pruitt was improving the talent level step by step they were better and better had they not made a coaching change this past offseason I think in this past February they would have signed the best group that they had signed in years 
Jeremy was improving things. There's just basically when, when something happened as it did, there's all this revisionist history. And, uh, and that's what's going on about how Jeremy wrecked the place. That, that was, there wasn't a word of that. There was just optimism until everything went down. Jimmy, let me go ahead and take a break here. Uh, yesterday we had a long first segment. Today we'll have a short one. Then I want to get into some draft talk. But rockauto.com is where you want to go for all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. Look, it's real easy to remember the site. R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O.com. It's eight letters, a period, and then three more letters. You, you can't get any easier than that. I mean, I guess you could, but you're not, if you want good rock auto, rock bottom, high quality car parts, that's what you do. Go to rockauto.com. And the little box that says, hey, how'd you hear about us? Put in Locked On Bama. We would appreciate that. Or just Locked On. We would appreciate that as well. But Rock Auto has all the parts your car will ever need and at, at incredibly low prices. All the quality stuff. I mean, you know, get your chassis and your timing belts and your odometer, glass, whatever you need. Go to rockauto.com. They will have it at the best possible price. You can save a ton of money, and then you can go to your local mechanic, and they can put it in. And look, you all of a sudden, you've saved enough to take uh, your, your beautiful wife or significant other out for a, a, a great dinner or something like that. Rockauto.com, making love happen. That's their other tagline. Usually, it's all the parts your car will ever need. They also make love happen at rockauto.com. Speaking of love, you will love Kaleidoscope Media. Kaleidoscope Media, man. K-A-L-Media.com. Michael and Cassie Moore, two of the best folks in the state of Alabama. They are just great people. Michael Moore, decorated Army veteran. He did two tours in Iraq. Literal, literal great American. He wants to help you with your architectural needs, help you visualize your home remodel, your kitchen remodel, your new kitchen, your new bathroom, whatever it is. When he got out of the military, he got into industrial design and he fell in love with the whole concept. And his wife has always loved people and has great taste. And so they just decided, hey, let's form a business and call it Kaleidoscope Media and then name the website kal-media.com, kal-media.com. And we can help people on a grand scale. And that's what they're doing right out of there in Baldwin County, Alabama, just good people that want to help you go check them out. Kal-media.com, Kaleidoscope Media. All right, Jimmy. Uh, draft wise, first of all, you know I thought what we'd do maybe take a segment um, over the last couple of days and talk about where the best fit for the different projected first round Alabama targets will be. Um, where not necessarily where. They, we think they will be drafted, but where we think the best fit would be, you know, you can't just say, well, I mean, they all go to, you know, Kansas City. I mean, that doesn't work, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, yep. I'll also say this really quickly. There are rumors abound that Julio Jones is on the verge of being traded, and it's kind of a sticky wicket because he can't really be traded until uh, June 1st because of some contract stuff that I don't understand, but he can't even be traded – for a draft pick in this year's draft. He would have to be traded for draft picks for next year. So I don't know how this is going to work, but it sure seems like the Falcons are trying to make this move, and there are a lot of willing participants in the trade, which makes sense. I mean, he's one of the greatest receivers of all time. But, boy, Jimmy, it kind of was a gut punch to me. It's not like I'm a Falcons fan necessarily. I do pull for the Falcons, whatever. I don't really have a team in the NFL, like I've always said. However, 
I, man, they're, they're, it just lets you know how special Julio is. Like, I, I just don't like the idea of him playing somewhere else. I wanted him to be a Falcons lifer. And I, mm-hmm. I'd maybe go down as the greatest Falcon of all time. I don't think that'd be a stretch. And uh, so to see him traded would be kind of weird to me, um, even though he could go somewhere like a New England and, and probably thrive. Um, I just I wanted him to always be with the Falcons and like be Mr. Atlanta Falcon all his life. And it also lets you know the special place in all Alabama fans' hearts this young man has. Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, I, I'm going to be sad to see Julio in any other jersey. I, I love the the idea that particularly Hall of Famers like Julio play their whole career in one place. Uh, I think it would just kind of make him Mr. Atlanta forever and ever. Uh, I heard him referred to the other day by someone in Atlanta media as the greatest Falcon of all time. Uh, that's That's incredible to hear, really. I mean, that's incredible to hear, but it, it may be true. So I, I sort of hope it's not true. I hope it doesn't happen unless Julio you know, really wants this to happen. If he wants it, then of course I want it for him. But uh, gosh, I hope it's not true. Be really interesting. I mean, this boy football is going to get really interesting this week with all the uh, draft rumors, the things that do happen, the things that don't happen, the trades that are made, the trades that are not made. And then, uh, you know, as me and you said right here on the show months and months ago, uh, right when football ended in the NFL, that uh, it was going to be the most fascinating offseason ever because basically, other than maybe eight or nine guys, every quarterback in the league was changing teams. Yeah. Uh, and then and then there would be five first-round quarterbacks uh, that, that, that could all end up being starters as well. So uh, that just makes the NFL, you know, super interesting. So we'll see what happens with uh, – with Julio, but regardless of what happens with him, it's going to be a fascinating week. And it's, I really would hate to see him go too, because the Falcons may be selecting Cal Pitts. I've seen him go in the draft, right. mock drafts a lot at that slot. And so a, a receiving core of Kyle Pitts, Julio, and Calvin Ridley is pretty damn deadly. Now, even if the Falcons aren't great defensively, which they're not going to be, um, I mean, they're going to be hell on wheels and they're going to be a lot of fun to watch Um, now. But Julio, you know, commands a lot of money right now and he should go get paid. uh, And his contract apparently is a bit burdensome to the Falcons. So I certainly understand. And it's a business. But boy, I really wanted Julio to be a Falcon for life. Now, I think that, you know, eventually when he puts on that gold jacket and goes into the Hall of Fame, he will go in as a Falcon. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, But. I just, boy, I, seeing him in another uniform will be really, really, really odd, and um, I'm I'm not ready for that. I, as weird as that sounds. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, and, and he's a Falcon to me, number eleven, and and uh, gosh, uh, I, I mean, I, I hope he's he's right where he's at. I mean, I, I enjoy rooting. For, I mean, one of the reasons I enjoy rooting for the Falcons is Julio, and. Uh, Oh, man, his career has just flown by, though. I mean, I remember yes. literally watching him as a young player at Foley High School, and now that his NFL career is basically winding down, it's just it's, it's incredible how fast time has flown. All right, here's what I'm going to do, Jimmy. I'm going to tell everybody about betonline.ag, and then we're going to talk about a couple of dudes for the draft and, and just sort of separate them by segments coming up. 
But betonline.ag is where you want to go to place your bets. Look, you can go to betonline.ag and bet on the draft. Bet on uh, over-under number of running backs taken in the first round. You could, they've got all kind of odds about who's going to go first. Uh, Chris Sims, you, you think Trevor, Trevor Lawrence is a lock, which we all believe, but Chris Sims came out with his uh, rankings, and he has Zach Wilson ahead of Trevor Lawrence, which I think is asinine. But, uh, hey, maybe Chris uh, Sims can go to betonline.ag and, and bet on Zach Wilson being the first pick and make some cash. I don't know. I wouldn't do it, but uh, maybe you can, and maybe Chris Sims will. Uh, anyway, go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. That's huge free money. Put in $500, you get to play with $750. Don't want to put in that much? Put in $100, you get to play with $150. It's easy. It's it's so fun. Uh, you can play poker, blackjack, bet on reality TV. But as I said, the one thing you may want to be interested in now is betting on that NFL draft, and that's a lot of fun. Man, the NFL draft is going to be pretty kick-ass, and betonline.ag is there for you to take those bets so you can win that cash. Use promo code Locked On. All right, Jimmy, let's go. Uh, let's just go down the list. I'm not going to do these in any particular order. Um, I think I'll start with Najee Harris because I have a place that I think is absolutely perfect for him, um, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the and it's just the the mock drafts. Some of them have him go in there. Some of them have him go into Miami. I've seen him go practically nowhere else except Miami or Pittsburgh. And I think I saw one that had him going the last pick in the first round to. Um, I guess to Kansas City and or Tampa Bay. I think it was Tampa Bay. I'm sorry. And so, um, but I, most of them have him going to Pittsburgh. And I think that's so perfect for him. He's a he's a workhorse kind of running back. He's flashy in a sense, but in a whole nother sense, he's not flashy at all. He's more of a, a blue collar dude. Um, he's, you know, he keeps his head down, works really hard. I've never really heard him complain except for the you know, hey, I thought about leaving Alabama before, you know, right before the national championship game against Georgia thing, which certainly makes a lot of sense. I mean, who could have blamed him? And uh, he stuck it out and worked out. And I think that uh, he would be a fantastic fit in Pittsburgh. And I think people would love him there. And he seems like a Le'Veon Bell. You know, I'm going to get three to 10 yards every time I touch it. I'm never going to break one off for 80, but I'm going to, you know, occasionally I'll have that 40 yard run too. That's right, and I agree a million percent. Um, I think a couple of things, Pittsburgh needs a back. They traded away James Conner or gave him away or cut him, however that worked, but they, they need a back. He goes in a lot of mocks to Pittsburgh at 24. I think 24 is around the spot for him, I mean, in terms of where he would go in the draft. One, one reason that I've never bought into the Miami stuff is I'm not sure Najee is the 17th pick. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure he should go that high in an era where running backs are devalued and basically the average is basically one running back per year goes in the first round. I think there could be two this year. I, you know, my, my official prediction is Najee and Travis Etienne both go in the first round. That's what I think is going to happen. Uh, but uh, will I be surprised if, if both fall to the second round? No, no, I will not be surprised if that happens. I think it would be more of a statement about the devaluation of the position than how good Najee and Travis could both be. Uh, Javante Williams at, uh, at, from North Carolina, coached by Robert Gillespie, uh, is also an excellent back that, that, that's certainly going to go in round two if he doesn't sneak into the first. But I love your Pittsburgh pick, uh, assuming he doesn't go before then and Pittsburgh's on the clock. 
I'm going to expect to be hearing them to call Najee's name. That's what I think will happen. However, Pittsburgh could also go offensive line there, and there are several offensive linemen that, that would go in the 20s. Uh, you know, Slater will be off the board, and, uh, and Penesu will be off the board, but Pittsburgh could conceivably get the number three offensive lineman at that spot. They may choose to do that. Uh, but, man, if they're like, oh, we'll take our lineman here and hope Najee's there in the second, that's, that's wishful thinking. So we'll see what happens. It's, it's not that I want to go to betonline.ag and, and bet it, but yes, uh, Najee to Pittsburgh is a great fit, and it, it's my expectation as of right now. All right, let's throw another one out there, um, and, and let's go with where would you think the best spot for Christian Barmore is? You know, I've seen him mock to different places. I, I, I'm going to – I'm going to go with Tampa at, at, you know, 31 or 32, wherever they're picking in there. Uh, and, uh, and I think it's 32 um, for a couple reasons. Number one, uh, I think that's about where, where he's likely to go. Uh, I think that atmosphere in Tampa would be good for him. I think Christian needs to go to a very professional organization that has a lot of player peer pressure uh, to, to perform uh, at your best, I don't think Christian should go to a, an organization that 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 where the inmates run the asylum. I, I just don't think that'd be a good setup for him. I think he needs to go to an Alabama-like atmosphere. And right now, Tampa's environment, led by Tom Brady, sort of fits that. Plus, I think 32, kind of the area I would expect him to go in. So I'm, I'm going to say Barmore to Tampa at 32. But if, if we're if we're making bets at betaline.ag, uh, I would actually bet Barmore is more likely to go in round two, or, you know, day two than than round one. But you know, just in terms of a great fit, in terms of what I hope happens, in terms of what I think is realistic, I'll go Tampa Bay at 32. I, I'll be really surprised if Christian goes, you know, in the early 20s. I'd be really surprised. But but hey, it could happen. He he played his best against really good competition and something like that portends well to the NFL because in the NFL, you know, who are you going up against? Oh, the guys he went up against against Florida and, and, and Ohio state and Notre Dame when he was playing his best football of the season. Yeah. The mock drafts. Um, and there's a great roundup on bamonline.com of, of potential landing spots and mock drafts laid out by several different outlets and the mock drafts have him going in the first or second round, usually uh, from the 20th pick on, and one of them hasn't gone to the Cowboys, which I, I don't like that landing spot for him at all. Um, I feel like that's just – that's asking for trouble. I think you're right. I don't think the Cowboys have the leadership right now to to push the right buttons for Barmore. Then another one had him going to the Browns at number 26. I think it's the same kind of problem. I'd rather him go to a place with better leadership. Okay, Chris Trapazzo, who I've never heard of, of CBS Sports, he has Christian Christian Barmore going 31 to the Chiefs. Now, I would agree with you that I think the Buccaneers is probably the best spot for him. But I could also make the argument for the Chiefs. They seem to have great leadership right now. They seem to be on a good path. And he's – boy, he's – I think that could be a great spot for him. You know, something to make him happy early on – you know, I, I wanted to throw out Philadelphia because that's, you know, kind of hometown type feel. But, man, I just feel like Barmore's got to go somewhere that's a great program, 
but not too much fun and and not too loosey goosey. I don't want him going to the Vegas Raiders. I don't want him going to um, you know the Cowboys. I, I want him to go somewhere that uh, you can have fun, but you know a, a decent market. All NFL places are a decent market, uh, but somewhere that they can also tap into his potential and also say to him, "Hey, look, we've got a culture here. You need to uh, stay within the parameters of." Um, that, and so and going you, in the first have, round, you, you know, where he's a first or second round guy, I can't ex- express to you guys that that don't follow the draft as much as, as we do, and which, which means you have a normal, you know, regular human normal life, and, and we're idiots. But 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 this is you know when you're drafted in the first round, it's a guaranteed contract. You can break both of your legs and your arm in a bizarre gardening accident, and you get the whole contract. You, you don't have to play any games. <laughs> you could you could get hurt. Or, or, or something, and, and your money is guaranteed over five years, period. Uh, if you are the first pick of the second round, uh, nothing is guaranteed, nothing at all. You get to keep your signing bonus, of course, uh, and, and, you know, and a lot of, of, of your money is paid up front, and you get to keep that, uh, but your contract is not guaranteed. You can be cut uh, at no cost to the team. Uh, so the difference between being that 32nd pick in round one and being the 33rd pick, which is the first pick of round two, the difference is just ginormous. And we have several players that fit around that spot. Najee, yep. Barmore, Landon Dickerson, Leatherwood. Yep. Yeah, those are all guys that are going to go somewhere around there. And uh, here, here's one of my draft uh, specials. I'm going to be tweeting about this because – I'm so rarely right. I would certainly love to be about this. And I'm a homer when it comes to this, but as everybody knows, we, we you know, at QB country, we train Davis Mills in addition to Mac Jones. And one thing about going in round one that's so important to teams that, that are drafting is everyone that signs, signs a four-year deal. Everyone that's taken in this draft, they can sign a four-year deal or a three-year deal. But round one gets guaranteed money. The concession the players had to make to make first-round selections guaranteed is – the player association agreed, okay, uh, if you're a first-round pick and get guaranteed money, the team has an option in year five. The team can keep you at your same pay in year five if they choose to keep you in year five. That is invaluable at the quarterback position because everyone knows, hey, you, you want to build a good team? Have a young quarterback on his rookie contract so you're not given the Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo deals to the quarterback, then you can afford to spend more money, you know, on the cap at the other positions. So taking a quarterback in round one is a good deal because you get them for five years. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of my, my guy Davis Mills might sneak into the end of the first for exactly that reason. Uh, and the Saints pick at 28 could be in the quarterback market and, uh, so it has nothing to really do with Alabama. But just one of my predictions for taking a spot somewhere at the end of the first round where some of these Alabama guys could go. I think Davis Mills could go there. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Davis Mills is shooting up the charts, uh, apparently, according to these mock drafts. I'm just so excited for Thursday. I mean, I really do. I stay up. That's one of the few nights during the week that I stay up late. I mean, I'll stay up as late oh. as the draft is going. And um, I just oh, yeah, find yeah. I'm, I'm not going to miss. I, I, won't, I won't miss any. I will, I will be up. I will watch every pick. Uh, I'm going to be excited uh, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, as there will be intense draft coverage on on the ESPN platforms and NFL Network as everyone's last-minute mocks happen. Uh, 
there's an ESPN show that they've been doing every year. I assume they're doing it again where it's a great concept. Uh, and, and we've done it here on the Locked On Network uh, that people need to listen to. But I think the best mocks is when you do a mock and, and each pick comes from a beat writer that covers that team. Yep. So like, hey, this would be an actual draft, but the beat writer for ESPN that covers that team is the guy that makes the pick by Zoom. And, uh, man, I think that's really realistic because the beat writers that cover each team generally have as good of information as anyone. There's no doubt about it. Um, all right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back tomorrow where we'll be just talking more Alabama draft stuff unless some big news happens like somebody else transfers out of Tennessee or LSU erases somebody else in the record book. So uh, until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.